Venice, or the sources of Pope Urban II's information on Turkish-held Palestine. These studies would allow us, and by us I mean other interested professional historians with the training and interest to read my scholarship, to better understand these aspects of medieval civilization. Studies such as these are very important, really. It is this kind of specialized research that forms the building blocks of history. Sure, only a handful of people will read those journal articles, but among them, some will write specialized books incorporating my research, and then others will use those books to write broader texts that might be assigned in classrooms, or even find a general audience. At least that's the way it's supposed to work. Then came the knock on my attic door. It seems that a group of Islamist terrorists had flown planes into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Their organization, Al-Qaeda, had a host of grievances against the West, only a few of which occurred after World War II. When Americans asked the question, why do they hate us? The answer they got back was a swirl of events, including the fall of the Ottoman Empire, the reconquest of Spain, and the Crusades. Suddenly, ancient history was no longer so ancient. Opening the creaky attic door, I was surprised to see a throng of reporters with microphones, notebooks, and cameras. They had a lot of questions. Before 9-11, the media and I were strangers. No longer. In the hundreds of interviews that I have given since then, I've learned a lot about reporters and the press. Although approval ratings for journalists have now sunk to lawyer levels, I've found most interviewers to be pleasant people. They remind me very much of my undergraduates. Like most Americans, they tend to have limited exposure to history before the last century. And what they do know comes disproportionately from television and movies. Many reporters that I talked to swallowed whole the terrorists' contention that the Crusades marked the beginning of the West's long war against Islam, a war that continues to this day. They were genuinely surprised to learn that the Crusades had nothing at all to do with modern events in the Middle East or the development of Islamist extremism. I have seen more than one incredulous face stare at me in amazement as I explained that the Crusades began as a response to Muslim attacks on Christians. That's not what they had heard. During those years I learned some lessons about the importance of ancient history. Simply put, ignorance of the past is dangerous. We are in large part defined by our culture and our civilization. If we fail to learn its history, then we have no defense against those who would warp it or corrupt it. In other words, we leave to others, including our enemies, the task of defining us. Ignorance of the past is dangerous in another way, too. It is natural for human beings to look to the past in order to make decisions about the future. We do it all the time in our personal lives. But because so many Americans consider modern and therefore relevant history to begin with World War II, we are drastically reducing the lessons and experiences that we can draw from when charting our future course. American schoolchildren today are not trained in Latin or Greek or the classics, or even the history of the medieval world. Instead, they get a smattering of U.S. history sprinkled over the top of a relatively vapid social studies curriculum. Naturally enough, when they grow up and begin making important decisions, they will not look to Plato, Cicero, or Dante for guidance.
Instead, every challenge will be forcibly jammed into the mold of the last century's events. It's already happening. Simply look at approaches toward recent American conflicts, including the current occupation of Iraq. For those on the political left, every war is another Vietnam. American intervention overseas, therefore, is usually wrong and must always be short. If it continues longer than a few months, it's a quagmire. The answer, then, is to retreat and avert one's eyes from the aftermath. For conservatives, on the other hand, every conflict is World War II. A clear evil has moved against the United States, and it must be defeated no matter the cost. Appeasement only emboldens the enemy. If your historical horizon extends just sixty years, those are the sorts of lessons you are likely to draw. It's a safe bet, though, that few American...